Chillangs, a podcast where we listen to this our boy talk about life, news, and anything interesting. Welcome back to another episode of the Chillax podcast where I'm going to be talking about what do you do when you go overseas? What do you really enjoy? I'm not quite sure what's the title yet, but this is roughly what I written down. And lately, I've been going to Malaysia a bit too much, way too much, because previously, before COVID, I go once in every six months or once every quarter. But since the reopening, I went there four times really. Last week, I went. And the week before last week, I went again also. And at this point, I would say I'm kind of tired of it. I wouldn't say I'm sick of it because the food is nice. Things are affordable there. A lot of things to buy, cheap stuff. But I think I'm tired of it because whenever you go there, you'll go for the entire day. And you won't be staying in the mall the entire time. And it's, it's Southeast Asian weather. It's freaking hot. And that's the part that puts me off because lunchtime, dinner time, Dinner time is a bit cooler, but it's the lunch time where you would go to the shop houses, you have to stand in the beating sun. And I think for quite a while, I haven't been exposed to the sun for quite a long time. Partly COVID, and also the last time I can remember is in army. Army, you have to stand in the sun, right? But aside from that, um, maybe we service, that's all. But for some reason, the heat is not as unbearable as Malaysia's. Malaysia's heat, right, is just excruciating, fucking hot, very, very humid, and and I just can't stand it at all. It's like if you stand too long in the sun, right, you will probably get kind of sunburn, and you feel sweaty also at the same time. And that's the, that's the main driving point to why I'm just kind of sick of Malaysia for now. But my friends are organizing another one where we are going back again. In October with more people so I mean at the end of the day the heat is annoying but the company and the experience is fun because you get to hang out with your friends you get to talk cock eat good food so it's pretty fun and last week when I was with my friends we were talking about um what do they enjoy when they go overseas and my friend was saying how he wants to have a he wants to hike one of the mountains in Malaysia since you know, Malaysia is open now. And I know that it's kind of dangerous, but he finds it enjoyable and he finds it exhilarating. Um, he talked about how he feels a sense of accomplishment and satisfaction when he finished hiking, which is something that doesn't make sense to me. Um, to me, right, if I go on a hike, the whole process, the middle process where you're climbing is so painful that it outweighs the sense of accomplishment that, that comes from when you finish hiking but for him it seems like even though the middle part is, is painful but the accomplishment is definitely so so nice that that it outweighs the middle part where you are going through all this pain and suffering right and i, I suppose it's kind of similar to sports where it's painful to run it's painful to play sports but at the end of the day it's competition or it's enjoyable to be exercising which is something that I kind of understand. But as I grew older, with greater autonomy, choices, and power, I can just not do that. And I hate pain, and I'm risk-averse. Maybe it's just me, my upbringing. Being from a, quite a poor family, I have been very avoidant of pain. And in that sense, whenever I go overseas, I very much prefer visiting their supermarkets, going to their malls, 
buying local snacks, cup noodles. Things, maybe that is related as well because you know when you're poor, you eat cup noodles. You can't be getting, you can't be driving out and getting food in the middle of the night, right? So eat cup noodles, and that kind of created a habit of me seeking out different cup noodles in Southeast Asia. I mean, Southeast Asia is cup noodle haven also. So trying different cup noodles is fun, and I eat a lot. And I'm not much of a beach or hiking person. So Phuket and Bali is not as fun because the intention is to sit around in the sun, right? And to chill, do water sports, and visit mountains. Most of the time, generally, people will do motor sports. Uh, not models. I suppose there's motor sports as well. Water sports and visit mountain and hiking. And if it's just chilling at the villa, eating and massaging, it's all right. It's not bad. I wouldn't mind. The trip is pretty affordable anyway and i don't mind just chilling and doing nothing maybe once in a while doing that but overall i would still like to shop around buy stuff and eat eat you know eat good food right the food there i remember Bukit bali was very commercialized unless you need to unless you do research and you find some very local places there but overall it's very much commercialized just the water sports itself and visiting mountains it's just not my kind of thing that's why it's so confusing to me when i see ang Mos visiting these places digital nomads working here doing a lot of water sports when i look at it i think fun man them tiring is yeah you're sweating you're falling into the water my perfect vocation is to not feel pain at all maximize pleasure fun and minimize effort pain and sweat and i remember the the previous time i went to Phuket and bali i think the first time i went it was chilling it was not too bad but my friends wanted to hike so i just went along and just painful experience but being able to see the how do i say the rock mountains the rock formations their their scenery their nature sceneries much much better and it's so on such a grand scale that you will see like wow it's amazing how how on earth did these things form right it's amazing and that is cool but climbing mountains are not cool and I, I suppose I enjoyed the chilling part staying in the villa there was a private driver driving us around and the other time we went it was we went to the beach we went to learn how to surf and it was terrible maybe the reason why I hate water sports it's not just the sports part that I hate it's the water part because uh, I think it's part of a childhood trauma thing where I learned how to swim in primary school and and I got scolded a lot and I cried a lot and I had this phobia of water I think but even though I mean I eventually learned how to swim for sure but I think it was out of necessity out of survival evolution because I was getting laughed at I was getting scolded and it was embarrassing that I eventually learned how to do it I do the bare minimum and I can definitely not die I can swim I can keep myself afloat but going to learn how to surf right I didn't know I had that traumatic memory because it was just repressed and parked deep inside my subconsciousness where I was with my uni mates very happy chilling then we go beach then we learn how to surf and we didn't hire an instructor so our friend just taught us then, then it was my turn right? then I take the thing take the board then I pedal 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 then it starts to the feeling starts to starts to come back you know? I was like hey I never had this okay I very long never had this feeling already and as i start pedaling to waters that are so deep that that i will my head will be submerged 
and then the choppers the water is quite choppy and it started going up and down up and down and of course when you surf you need to swim you need to paddle yourself all the way on the board all the way to the far end and then you need to wait for then you need to turn around to face the the shore and you need to ride the wave back right and this part is something that's the hardest because you will fall a lot into the water you need to learn how to uh, stand on the board you need to learn how to be be riding on the board before you stand on the board you need to be like you, you can i think the first step was more of you you planking on the board first and then you let the wave ride you to the shore and just that itself it was miserable because i keep on falling into the water and when i fall into the water it kind of evoked this deeply <laughs> repressed memory where i was getting i was eating a lot of water in primary school and i just i don't know it just triggered me and i just like okay i'm not gonna do that i give the board to my friend and i just quickly ran back to the shore and just sat there and chilled for the remaining time because the i mean there was only a short period where the waves are high enough and that was before the dinner or uh, night time so thank god we only stay there for about two hours less than two hours and we have a lot of people sharing one board or two board and that was quickly over and i just give it to those who wanted to to learn how to surf so that was that was a traumatic experience that is nicely avoided before it escalated and and it, okay lah it's all right lah it's all right but overall i think the cheating part is it's fine but i still prefer going to uh, places where i can buy things and shop and if you think about okay if i think about the the places i went to if i rank them according to most enjoyable to least enjoyable i would say um okay the places i went to is taiwan thailand france dubai Phuket, bali right let me think is there any others malaysia malaysia is just cannot categorize it under this uh, because malaysia is just malaysia law it's not really traveling to me it's just going to somewhere else that's attached to singapore so let's just ignore malaysia for now i think for me taiwan and thailand is definitely at the highest tier because of the fact that the food is so nice there's so much snacks to buy everybody there is so nice especially taiwan people there are very hospitable um their service staff is very good uh very polite and night market is insane so many good food so many creative food and i think just childhood wise you have a lot of exposure to taiwan watching taiwanese shows that makes it so nostalgic and they have a lot of hot pot to eat a lot of noodle soup that are nice weather is not too bad it's pretty cold at certain periods of time and and there's a lot of things to do as well i think i can kind of narrow it down to three things and first thing is night market all right second is shopping and third thing is the scenic areas and even the scenic areas i also don't mind it i don't mind hiking there because the weather is not southeast asia weather it's cold weather that even if i sweat i'm all right and the scenery is worth is worth it i would say the scenery may be the same as other southeast asia country but it's just the cold weather that makes it less painful so i don't mind hence you know i'm okay with going camping in australia or going camping in new zealand because it's the heat man it's the sweaty part i don't really like it and and just taiwan overall probably top notch 
then Thailand is not too bad as well. The heat is terrible, but things are affordable. Night market is insane, and yeah, yeah, supermarket. There's a lot of things to buy. Interesting, interesting things, and um, it's just the whole experience itself is so so unique, right? And and hopefully I can go there again one day. I feel that it's a bit hard because usually Thailand people go with their um with their partners, right? And I, I only go there once with my uni mates and that was too, way too many people. I maybe should have one episode dedicated to it. I'm not quite sure whether I got covered it before, like as a dedicated episode. But I got casually mentioned it before because it has been I mean not really it has been, but a lot of people has been saying that Thailand, you shouldn't go with more than four to five person. Five is a bit stretching it. And we went there with seven person. I never understood what were they saying and what was the problem with it. But then when we go with seven person, we kind of understand how problematic it is. And of course, to make it more worse, the people we went with was kind of problematic as well. Hence, it was, it was not fun at all, for sure. But overall, it was not fun, but then the experience was so interesting. The drama that was happening was so exciting that, that I think it definitely stuck to my head a lot. And I still fondly remember it, even though it wasn't 100% enjoyable. And, and then besides the Thailand and Taiwan, there's France. Overall, France, I would put it as like second behind Taiwan, Thailand, because France food is very nice. Pastry is probably the best I ever tasted. Um, it's a night and day difference between Singapore and France. If you eat, if you have tried, I'm quite sure all of you have tried the croissant from um, Bread Talk before or some cheap croissant made by some um, bakery store at the MRT station. Let me tell you, it's a night and day difference because the croissant you eat, it's semi-crispy, it's alright. Um, it's fragrant to some extent. Um, but overall... Not as nice but in france the way they make it the dough the flour the butter and i don't know just the environment when they make it it's crispy it's it's aroma it's just it hits you man the butter the butteriness the flour and everything just it just hits your hits your senses and when you eat it crunchy fluffy on the inside as well then you look at singapore's one atrocious and, and I mean it's fun also so if you eat those uh, pastry that has chocolate or whatever feelings inside it's also another level their chocolate is not the kind of chocolate we use in Singapore cheap ass chocolate that has too much milk barely any cocoa powder inside it way too sweet and France the chocolate they use is high level one because they use I think real chocolate dark chocolate kind where there's a lot of cocoa powder in it so when you eat it you have a mix of savory crispy salty with the chocolate that is slightly sweet and a bit bitter that goes so well together man it goes very very well and and that's the origin you know that's the most authentic version when you eat the the chocolate croissant and singapore you just eat it from bread talk it's like eh all right a bit I think sat there for way too long really not not fluffy not crispy anymore just this scrunched up uh oily mess of pastry and yeah so that's nice 
French pastry is nice, but I don't think I'll be going there back there because way too far. Um, traveling time more than eight hours. I almost died man sitting on the plane. I I know I'm well prepared because you have done. I mean, all guys have have done guard duty before, so you're well prepared. But it's another kind of experience being cooped up in a in a metal metal shell, sitting there for eight to nine hours and not doing anything i mean you can't even sleep i can't sleep when i'm sitting up so that's unfortunate then there's dubai dubai is not too bad as well dubai the the mediterranean arabic food is for sure one of the nicest food ever i think if you look at um indian food i think indian and du- dubai food mediterranean food is very similar i will put uh this mediterranean arabic food is as the epitome of whatever some of the Indian food should be. I think Indian food can be a bit too um too dry. Uh maybe I think not consistent also. But for some reason all the food there was very consistent. Juicy the chicken roasted the roasted chicken was juicy. Their their tandoori kind of chicken are very fragrant, well marinated. Um, very consistent you never have a bad one at all the water the water is also surprisingly well tastes very very nice um i don't know how to describe it i think i got mentioned it before in another um episode where i have never drank a water that tasted how do i say delicious and i know and how do i and there's no experience that is similar to that you can imagine this scenario where you have you are exercising exercise like crazy and you are really thirsty thirsty like mad or one of those days where it's so dry that you are so thirsty that you drink the water that satisfaction right imagine that satisfaction when you drink that water down um you multiply it by hundred folds and at that time at the moment when you're drinking the water tastes like the best ever right and imagine that taste but then you magnify it by hundred times their water is that tasty and i don't get it maybe it's the mineral components wise and water wise and i became kind of water stop since then because you can really taste the difference in water and then how i rank it would be like if you think about it um um let me think so the uae dubai water is top notch god tier and the second tier is french like avion avion is not too bad um then the below bottom tier is i would say ice mountain um whatever water that comes from southeast asia generally they have a very off i mean they have a minerals in it but the minerals just feels doesn't feel as tasty then everyone is slightly better but then the uae component just taste wise is it's absolutely insane water never tasted so fucking tasty before and and i just kept drinking water i didn't drink any anything else if I have a chance, I will buy the water and I will just drink, drink it down. And everybody who went there, like one of my teachers who went there as well, you're saying, was telling the guy, your water is surprisingly tasty. And I'm like, yeah, it's true, right? And whenever I tell people, people just look at me like stunned, like how do I comment on this that, that you just mentioned? How do I reply to you? When you talk about traveling overseas and I say, hey, your water is very nice. Eh? They say, huh, what? Dang, once you tasted that, that water, you will forever remember it, man. I wish I can just 
import those water. I don't know whether they have these kind of things. Usually people like to import water from Italy, France, and some Angmore country, right? But the true king is UAE water, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Then I think besides that, um, Phuket and Bali, I suppose um, it's not too bad. I think I'll put it as a separate tier where it's nice to go there, chill and relax. And, and um, the best way to enjoy it really is a villa instead of going for some cheap hotel. I think the villa definitely makes the experience nicer because it's open air like a bungalow. Then you can uh, swim in the pool as well. Things to buy, not that much. But the food is alright. So that's not too bad. Um, th- speaking about traveling, wow, makes, it kind of remind, reminds me that uh, I haven't traveled in quite some time really. I haven't sat on a plane for, for a very long time. And hopefully, maybe this year, end of year or early next year, we can do that. I think it can be quite challenging because all of my friends, I mean, we are all working, right? It can be hard to coordinate these kind of leaves together. But, you know, we haven't gone for our graduation trip. We cancelled it. I'm hoping that we can have one last trip before, you know, people settle down, get married, have children and everything. Yeah, so that's the end of these things. I, I'm just wondering, what about you all? Your are you one of those people who enjoy doing all these sports? You are the quote-unquote adventurous people on the dating app. The one that you have pictures of you at the beach, uh, of you skydiving, or are you the ones that are more of a like to chill, like to shop, like to buy things, or you are, the, you are in the middle, you like to enjoy both things. So let me know. Um, and... Okay, so the episode is still quite early and I've been thinking about how do I make it longer and how do I say, uh, share more things because this is something that I want to do, right? And it can be quite challenging because when I do episodes, right, when I record, I try to record uh, several episodes in a day, but I feel that whatever I'm trying to work towards can only be done um, once every week because the ending part I like to talk about things that are happening in my life, right? I mentioned it, I think, several episodes ago where I talked about how I want to move towards longer episodes. But I found it very challenging because you try to um, squeeze a lot of episodes in a week. I mean, it can be very challenging to do once every week because you have life uh, commitments, I suppose, that makes it kind of challenging, difficult. So I do everything in one go. And... And now and then, I think we can probably uh, have episodes where I just talk about things that I'm seeing right now, things that are happening in life, to make it more relevant, um, to make it more interesting. Because as much as the things I talk about is kind of eternally relevant, I mean, how would things like, I mean, your preference of traveling is eternally re- relevant, right? But I would like to have things that are relevant in, in the current moment as well to just share my thoughts on it uh, but instead of having it as a as a focused um, dedicated ep- episode which I don't really want because I mean you have little incentive to listen to it after the event has passed right and that was the main idea so I must well put this at the end of the podcast where I talk about things I'm listening to and I'm seeing right now 
So one of the things that I'm seeing lately, okay, I realized I got on this rainbow for way for so long, just talking about my logic and my stance on this. <laughs> okay, but anyway, the podcast is meant to be long and just a person talking. So you can listen to this as a white noise or just listen to this to get some sense of, I don't know, companionship or have something that resonates with you. Okay. I seen the news on the Jeffrey Ng thing. The guy that is very popular where he commanded a very large crowd in front of Cathay. Cathay. Yes, Cathay. Um, and it was amazing at first. I see, wow, it, this random dude can command such a large crowd. And at the start, it was like, wow, amazing. This guy sings. I, I heard a small snippet. It was all right. Uh, he definitely knows how to sing. And it's amazing at the start where people were saying, oh, he commands such a large crowd. It's amazing. We never seen this happen before, like a busker doing that. And then very quickly, everything turned against him where a lot of his past scandals caught up to him. People who have hired him as a singer, he became the prototypical uh, egoistic artist. Even before he got big, he was really egoistic and self-centered based on what other people are saying anecdotally. And then besides being a crazy artist, um, he was also a crazy boyfriend as well. Where the, I think the girlfriend, ex-girlfriend recounted how I think he make her kneel on the floor or whatever not. Like he do make her do stupid shit. And here comes the mob where they try to tear him, tear him down. And it's interesting to hear my friend's take on it as well. My friend was saying that it's a bit ridiculous that people are trying to tear him down and everything. I don't really care. Um, I just listen to it. He's nice. Why do people want to let that... Af- Why are people letting that affect it, right? Because... I mean, we are all we we all are not saints at all. I mean, we all have our dirty secrets and everything. And I agree that's true. But personally, my take on this is that not everybody's secret is as dirty as his, and not as atrocious and obnoxious as as his. Because, and and there's also context involved here. All of us are regular people, to some extent, right? We are all normal people. But what he is having right now is growing influence. And it seems like he's being set up to go higher and higher, right? He's getting uh he might have he might be be getting a record deal and we I mean record I mean music records will have approached him really. He can command such a large crowd, he can command an even bigger crowd, there's a lot of news, there's a lot of sponsorship. Eventually he will have keep on growing, right? And and this what this means is that is commanding power, commanding influence. And for someone with power influence, you it becomes very dangerous um when the person's personality behavior is not upright, it's not of the most upright kind of situation, right? Not not upright most of the situation. Okay. Is his personality is just not upright or not good or I guess he has some problems. And this he can misuse this kind of power. And I guess the mob kind of reaction is justified to some extent. And But at the same time, the mob is always the mob, right? They will just do whatever they want. If people are doing this kind of stupid shit, they will take them down. 
but I think in this kind of situation, I feel that it was warranted and justified. Um, and and that's that's my take on this because for someone with this kind of problem, right? It, if if you have a choice, if you can make a choice to to not let that happen, to not let the person become popular, would you have done it? You might you might want to have done it, right? You might you might have kind of if you can click a button to make this happen, you have click on click the button because it's it's so dangerous, man. This person with this kind of power can can literally it, it, you can see the way he behaves really. It's ridiculous. Have you seen anybody that behave like that before? Maybe once in a lifetime. You have one friend, not really one friend, we have one acquaintance that is literally psychopathic. And you have met them through poly, you have met them through uni through good work and you know that that person is literally crazy and, and and he's just doing and he's causing harm to people without any care or empathetic or, or empathy right and maybe he's a changed person you never know you have so much anecdotal evidence against him where at this point you kind of wonder wondering right there's some truth to it when everybody is out and sharing these kind of things against him if it's one person probably it's pretty it's pretty shit that the mob is trying to take him down but it's numerous people you know and you have all these things that are aligning these comments that are, that, that are aligned right to really show that his behavior is just atrocious hence my take is I guess it is what it is I suppose he, he got what he deserved right the past I think maybe it's ka- karma or something got back and yeah so that's my that's my perspective and I'm just wondering what you guys think um, and I think recently, recently I also heard about uh, I don't know there's more and more cheating cases as well where uh, talk about this uh, bright and this micro influencer or somewhat influencer <laughs> there's, there's this court case where she cheated on the on his husband on her husband on the wedding day itself and you think about it it's like this is so screwed up man and I wish this could never, I wish this would never happen to me at all. Because I never really truly gotten into a relationship before. And if I were to get into this kind of relationship, I think I would never get married and date ever again. Because it's just, how do you get back from this? As a guy, your trust is violated. I mean, not really as a guy. And as a guy or as a girl, your relationship, there's no trust at all. And this person do this kind of shit on the day itself. You know? I think that's like the biggest crime you can do in terms of relationship crime right and i don't know it will scar you for life i see this kind of cheating i see my friend getting cheated right and it scarred him since then you know so many years really he's still he's still i mean maybe he can gotten gotten over it but it's still at the back of your head deep down there and it and it just creates so much rage anger can get triggered randomly and then your behavior changes your perspective of love romance change as well and i don't know why people cheat i mean i don't know why would you do that if you want to cheat can't you just tell your husband or your wife and say sorry i'm not interested anymore i want to go with another person but maybe it's the circumstances that make it such that people want to do this behind behind the person's back like they don't dare to say all these things and maybe that's the communication problem and communication is hard to you know, you, you say communication is very important, but having good communication is also very challenging. That's why this led to cheating. 
you know, people doing it behind people's back instead of telling them straight out, I, I do not you anymore. I want to find another person. Yes, that's that. Um, it's kind of sad though. Okay, that I think that I got nothing more to talk about really. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and some things I shared might be, you know, relevant, resonates with you. If you want to support this podcast, if you have been listening to this for quite some time, if you have money to throw at me, um, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash chillaxpodcast. The money will not be going into, okay, it will go into my pocket technically, but the money will be channeled into creating a video set. I want to create a video podcast. I want to create a set for the video podcast where, you know, can you imagine those very cool, chill environment? Very, you know, you see it, ikea or some lifestyle magazine those very nice or on pinterest very chill reading corner then i just sit there and i just record the podcast and you can watch me record the podcast and we can do live stream as well so that's the goal the end goal is either i reach it early if i have a lot of subscribers or i reach it later when i reach 35 years old i get my house i create that that reading corner then we can do that that thing then we can just do the video podcast that would be very cool but either way, if you've got money to throw my way, you can feel free to support the podcast. And if you've got any questions, you can always uh, send it to chillaxsingaporepodcast at gmail.com. Don't have to be questions. Anything on your mind, you can just share it. It's always good to see or good to talk to people while listening to the podcast. I mean, I mean I've been doing this for so long. And right now, there's about 100 listeners per podcast. And I'm just wondering... Who are these hundred people? Um, there are some people who have contacted. They have mentioned, "Oh, I'm from Japan or whatever," and they talk about all these things, and it, it's nice. And it'll be good to hear from more people. Yeah. So I guess I hope you guys have a good weekend, and see you guys next time.